You're listening to the World Famous Wire Roof Radio with cast number 671, recorded August 12th, 2021. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Uh, tonight brought to you by MotoringStripes.com and DomBurnside.com. And you know what? DetroitTune.com, too. Why not? For good measure. All right, you ready? Yes. I'm- and go. Hey, everybody. It's DP in Arizona bringing you another episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. Uh, episode number 671, joined by our good friend Todd Pearson from MotorStripes.com. As always, Todd, say hi. I am here. Hello, uh, And people. special treat, the good reverend is back, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad, please say hello. Hello, I'm uh, tuning up my guitar as we speak, so I will be on stage shortly. <laughs> <laughs> and and guess, who we, guess who we don't have tonight? Okay. Monday, Monday Night Football? <laughs> no, Gabe. That's Gabe's and, game. And uh, hang on, I have to go through our Slack channel because Gabe isn't here because he's a jerk. That's his word. <laughs> self-professed. My, self-professed. Self-professed. That Gabe actually said um, that I'm a jerk and likely won't make it tonight. So, and, But we do have Gabe. Um, we've got a nice um, interview uh, with, uh, with... With Pat McKenna from... Uh, with Pat McKenna. Thank you. I have a nice interview with Pat McKenna that Gabe did. Uh, we're going to have a little was, bit later for you guys on the show. It wasn't Gabe that did the interview. It was... Uh, oh, who did it? It was an interview um, at uh, Minis on Top, which was... About oh. a, about a month ago. That's right. But yeah. uh, it was done by um, Kurt Hyden. Yes, yes, yes. So that's yeah. going to be coming up that's later up. in the show. Here, uh, yeah. we haven't heard it, so we're kind of. Um, I hope it's. I hope it's a good interview. <laughs> hope it's a good interview. Should be great. Cross our fingers. Yeah. Cross our fingers. Exactly. We're 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 throwing uh, Gabe under the bus here. We're throwing Gabe and Kurt under the bus here because we're gonna we're putting it on the show and we haven't heard it. <laughs> yeah. So today's Thursday. You guys are hearing this probably Sunday. So if you guys remember, think back to last Thursday, the one thing that hit the internet was the uh, Paul Smith Mini. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the F56. We're going to catch up with Chad. Well, because, I mean, duh. And then we've got that interview. And we got something else that I want you guys to listen to for the end of the show, if you can be bothered. Right? Right. Great. Perfect. Who wants to get started? Todd, what should we start with? Let's uh, talk with Chad. Yeah, Chad we, haven't, there? Chad, we haven't talked to you in like a year, man. Well, yeah, like it's, two it's, years. it's been a long time. I mean, we've been, uh, you know, hunkered down. We got masks on. We've been, you know, w- washing our hands twice a day and spritzing our, our underpits with, uh, you know, hand sanitizer. Uh, but we are moving strong. I mean, we have been, the company has been, you know, blazing trails. Nice. Uh, we have shipped more product than we ever have. We've had more web pages. We've got more employees. Um, but those employees have all switched hands. We've, we've gone through a huge turnover. Um, we are hiring, uh, as, you know, massively right now, trying to keep up with the workload that we have. And I'm wrenching again. I'm, I'm out in the shop. I'm doing things. I'm, you know, doing whatever I can to keep us on track and keep the cars coming and going as fast as possible. So, um, it's new times, it's different times, it's safe times. It's, um, you know, doing what has to be done. Well, and Chad, you're lucky because, um, you know, people still are driving their minis and they're, and they're still breaking down. They need oil changes and they need parts and all those kind of things, uh, which is, is different because I was at my dealer earlier today and they literally have no cars. Um, 
They have really? like there's a handful of cars. I want to say like five or six, but they are because I'm like, well, what are, what are these cars? And they kind of look down at the floor and they're like, those are for enterprise rental car. You know, I mean, because <laughs> you think about it, the fleets are trying to, you know, build back up because rental car fleets sold everything off. And so, right. of course, you know, many wants that, but it doesn't help dealers because they don't make anything off of the fleet cars. So oh, it kind of right. sucks, but they have to go through the dealer. But our poor dealer has, you know, really no cars on hand, um, nothing to sell. So if somebody comes in and wants a car, they go, your only option is to order something. And that's going to take four to five months. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's been interesting. I mean, we never really slowed down. I mean, we had our our little lulls here and there, but a couple hours, you know, phones would stay quiet or things were happening. But I mean, we went from shipping. Eh, five to ten packages a day to 32 packages every Whoa. single day. And, like, it was nonstop. We couldn't keep as many parts in, in stock as we wanted to. We we doubled and tripled quantities of what we would normally keep on the shelf it, just for what we had in the, in the showroom uh, to deal with the cars in the shop, but then everything shipping out. And we have uh, a dozen to two dozen products right now that – are in on indefinite, indefinite back order right now. Things that wow. we can't get, yeah. um, our dealer, our dealer can't supply us with things, and you know stuff like timing chain kits that we normally would buy 40, 50, 60 at a time. Right, that's on an, an indefinite back order right now because Mini, while it is in their warehouse, they're not shipping it because they don't have the manpower to deal with these things. So, and that's interesting, Chad, because I heard the same thing. I was at a uh, a body shop. Um, that works on minis and BMWs here. Uh, and they were saying, yeah, they're having problems getting parts. They were used to, like, normally one to three days, they could usually get parts because they're in the warehouse. Yep. Well, right exactly. now is that the warehouses everywhere, and this is, this is for BMW and, and mini, it's affecting them. They don't have enough staff to ship out all of the orders they have. It's just like they literally can't hire people to work. And so there's nobody yep. to process these orders. And so it's not a lack of supply, it's just a lack right. of people willing to work, and we all had a you know, funny discussion about that last week. We all know people who've left their jobs for you know, more pay, quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes here, for different things. Yep. And it's a really tough marketplace out there when a lot of people are like, screw this, I don't want to do it anymore, I'm going to go over here. And they may or may mm-hmm. not be happy, but it's, it's hurting everybody down the line because... You know, we can't get our mini parts. They can't hire people yep. to work in the warehouses and, and ship them out. So it's really yep. difficult. It's hard on people like you and me, Chad, uh, uh, of getting parts. And it's hard on people if they need a mini repair. They're like, I take my mini in to, to a dealer. And they sit there going, you know, normally we'd be turning this thing around in a day. And we've had your car a week because we can't get the stinking parts. So yeah. it's an interesting, and, and interesting I, place to be. I'm the same way. I've had one person that that was like a backbone to our company um, that really took on a lot of responsibility. And, you know, she stayed home during the entire pandemic because of compromises. Not a problem. I paid her. She did everything remote. We worked out. We made things happen. Well, she left to do a at-home job 100% now. She doesn't want to be out in the public. It's hard, to blame com- her. it's hard to compete when when somebody and you can't blame people. I mean, and I really no, I don't blame no. people for leaving to take more money or to try something different. Everybody last year was a gut check, I think, for everybody to go. Am I really happy where I am? 
and it's a tough thing and there was a lot of change and i mean db you went through a lot of change last year you bought a new house and you moved and that's happened over a year so i think we've all kind of experienced these shifts of and i'm not saying the pandemic started that but the pandemic definitely gave you the ability to sell your house for the kind of money to be able to move so and it gave it it gave me the time to do it and it gave me the impetus to say you know what if i'm actually going to if this is the new normal where I'm working from home three days a week, which right. is the new normal, I have to, you know, I don't be in the office two days a week. It's like, right. okay, well, then why can't I have a space dedicated to work? Exactly, exactly. So I think and it's with a, And my workspace also needs a pool. <laughs> of course. And you need to be lounging at the pool with your feet in the pool and a margarita in your hands at 3 o'clock in the well, afternoon. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. It, I mean, am am I wrong? Does nobody nobody I mean, blames you, man? No, nobody blames you I mean, a bit. I've I've got a glass pitcher. I fill it full of tequila and grapefruit <laughs> soda. I mean, what more does a guy need? And I sit by the pool with my laptop, and it's just like I'm doing training designs. Like, oh, that's how I should be working. I thought, no, <sighs> yeah, okay, well, I don't know. Well, just, I, know I, I'm it, playing by ear. I mean, this is the new times, man. Nobody knows. Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> that I think there are certain things that yes have helped a lot of people and it will allow them to experience other things. But there is a certain bubble within all of this that I think will eventually burst and go back the opposite way because like everything, whether it's uh, politics or, you know, car buyings or, you know, just your life in general, you swing one way all the way and then you swing back the other way all the way. And then some way it has to find its happy medium. And we're at that extreme swing right now. And it's going to come back kind of like the housing market of 2008 where everyone's like, oh, shit, you know, all this stuff happened. It will find its medium somewhere in the middle of that after the, you know, things. And, you know, I made sure that all of my employees were paid throughout and everything. And I employed a bunch of people that were furloughed from dealers right afterwards and stuff. Good for you, Chad. Good for you, man. And all of those people, you know, they were like, well, I wasn't invited back. I had all these things. I made a decent team and I was making things happen. And all of those people have left. And I, you know, hope to God that nothing, you know, goes, you know, south again because we all need uh, a normal, normalized life. But, you know, I hope that nothing, nobody gets furloughed again and, and, they are, you know, stuck out in the cold again. So yeah, yeah. I mean, cross our fingers. I hear you, man. Yeah. Who knows what? Nobody knows what the future is going to hold. So exactly. So ah, that's what's tough. DT, DTs, you know, blazing trails. We're, we're we're going forward. We're we're trying to come up with new products. We're 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 always you know doing something new. We just released a brand new product on the website. There's not a single vendor out there that's got it. So check our Facebook, check our Instagram, and see the fancy little eighteen dollars seal that nobody has. That will I protect that. your that, was, will, that will protect your clutch. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's like the simplest of simple things, but people have wanted it forever. We found it. We, we offered it. It's so. genius, Chad. I saw it myself. It's genius. I don't know. I'm looking, Chad, and I'm eyeing that Auto Power Mini Cooper uh, roll bar, man. Well, hey, we can get you one of those. Well, too. hey, I'm I'm raising my hand as somebody who lost a slave cylinder in one of his GPS in a target oh, yeah. in a target parking lot. You know, because well, um, it was at Target. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is when you lose the master cylinder, like if you wait a little bit, you can build up enough pressure to actually get it to, you know, engage again. But it may not. It's like, uh, is it going to work? Is it going to work? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Nice. So anyway, nice. yeah. There Very we cool. go. Well, we're hey, none of us are starving, which is fantastic. We're all, and we're doing a show again, which is. 
I hopefully makes people happy. Yes, knock on all the wooden things. Detroit Tuned, please. DetroitTuned.com. Thank you. And if you're looking for work, if you are mechanically inclined and you're in Detroit and you actually go to the ranch and you think you could work for Chad, you should hit him up because he's hiring. No Res- resumes at DetroitTuned.com. Resumes at DetroitTuned.com. Please. Thank you. Yes. You got to be in Detroit, though. I mean, you can't ranch on cars by remote control. I hate to be that guy. Well, uh, hey, there's, be- no, there's no work from home when you're a can. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of working from home, DB, you're, you get to work at home and look at that beautiful new F-56 of yours on a regular basis. Yeah, guess, how's yeah. how's it going with the new car? Uh, beautiful. Uh, not. Uh, I'm still getting used to it, um, and it needs clay bar really bad. Um, so far, so good, though. Um, having some struggles getting the windshield replaced, but that is, you know, Safe Light and Allstate and right. somebody else's problem. Hoops to jump through. Windshield's on the go. Um Weird things. I've got this uh, the clunk that I haven't heard in a car for a very long time. So it's very interesting. Does it sound um, like it a, is very a, nice? To, does it sound like a bundle of like conduit in the back seat when you go uh, over a bump? Yeah, it sounds like something hitting the roof when I go over like a speed bump, the right or the left. Oh, that's a good question, Chad. Um, I have a feeling I would I probably know say what it is. driver. I, I I think it's driver's side. I want to hear Chad. So what, left do you, side? what do you think it is, Chad? What do you think it is? So, you know, again, we're not super experienced in the F cars because they're still under uh, warranty and things like that. I've only had to, and I stock these things now, about mm. three or four things on the F cars. One okay. being a fuel tank. You might need an entire fuel tank at some point because your breather valve will stop breathing and you won't oh. be able to fill gas in your tank. <laughs> Gee, that's that would a, suck. That's good to know. like a $900 fix. Wow. Okay. Um, I've got an extended warranty. A, I'm good. Yeah, you're good. It's a small little breather, uh, like a PCV vent tube thing for your gas tank. Again, it's on top of the motor. Super simple, easy. You can find it real easy with a smoke test. It sticks open. You got to put a new one. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> I feel that possibly you might need a motor mount. Every single That's motor mount on the passenger side is failing on these cars like crazy. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I stock three or four of these now, and I probably have put on nine or ten already this year. Interesting. Okay? Yeah. And then that's, the other That's thing what I was is, thinking, because every Mini I've ever owned, Chad, and Chad knows this, every Mini I've ever owned eats all the mounts, motor mounts, transmission mounts. Yeah, right? and they've done some updates, and they've got some revision part numbers and stuff. I still don't think they're perfect yet, but yes, they Can are. You, I've got pictures of failures. I just don't have them on the website yet, but that is one thing that we're seeing. I was going to say, Chad, yeah. can, can you see it? Like, if, if you open up the bonnet, like you used to on the R53 generation, you could yes. see a leaking motor mount. It's like, you know, pour, pouring out oil it's, right there. It's not even like leaky per se. You actually will see it ripped uh, ah. when you look down. You'll need a flashlight, but it is a. I'll check it out kind of a triangular piece of steel that comes off, well, aluminum, sorry, uh, that comes off of your motor and it goes into this mount on the thing and it's got this uh, round or triangular thing that's around it and then pieces of mount and you can actually physically see that it's ripped and you may have to go more behind the tail or the the headlight. You may have to come more from the engine side. It's easier if you have a three-cylinder than a four-cylinder, but you should be able to see that it is physically ripped. And we are seeing it, and it is different for a automatic and a manual and a three cylinder and a four cylinder. So they have at least four different mounts, wow. if not if not well, more. 
So I'm due to have my guys take a look at this car. I want to get in for oil change, get fresh oil on the crankcase. I don't care how old it is, blah, blah, blah. Check all the things. So I'll make sure that that's on the list. I, luckily, I'm not doing any stunt driving or track driving with this car right now. Just driving it to work and around town um, a couple days a week. So I'm totally fine. But thank you for that chat. I'll definitely add that to the list of things to have checked out. And the only other thing that we're seeing on F cars right now, just to complete my list of four, is crank pulleys. We're starting to see quite a few, and I'm actually getting shops all over the country trying to find crank pulleys from me because, again, no dealer has them. They are hmm. completely on back order, and they're in Germany, and there's four, and you can't get any of them. Oh, Chad, That's interesting. Maybe we should... Maybe we should talk to Kellen and see if he can start making them. Chad, do they do the same thing <laughs> they used to do? Is it separate by, you know, the rubber in the middle separates? Kind of, yeah. You cannot see the rubber on this particular one because it is all fully encased in steel. But, yes, right. the outer piece of the crank pulley does start spinning from the inner piece of the crank pulley, and it yeah. just does nothing. And then the car goes into, like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing here. I got to stop, you know. So, yeah. but wow. yes. Well, and they do have a new updated part for that again as interesting. well. Interesting. Very, very cool. Interesting. All right. Nice. Um, otherwise, it's uh, it's been a great car. So the really weird part, as you guys know, I had an automatic transmission car for, what, four and a half years, is relearning how to drive a manual again. <laughs> so that's Did you been... stall it out? No, I haven't stalled yet. I have never... Yeah. I have never stalled an F56. Well, and you know I came what? Close. You know what, DB? Even on the new car, which we almost all did, but I did not. I haven't stalled this car yet, so and you're I'm 16, just getting used to it and all that. Your 16 does not have auto start stop on it. Yes, so, it does. It does. Yeah, it's actually kicked in once. It's usually off because the air conditioning. It's 105 degrees. Right. And I and I it probably doesn't have enough juice in the battery. If I put it on the tender for a couple of days, it probably perk right up and then it would start working again. But right now, it does. It's well, like literally, it's turned on once. There's an interesting, uh, an interesting feature to the auto start stop feature, if it's on in the car and you're driving a manual transmission, is if you mm. do stall the car, like if for some reason you slip the clutch or pop the clutch or don't give it enough gas, for whatever reason you kill the car. And I'm I'm using that if you're familiar with manual transmissions, you know what I mean. If you kill yeah. the car, all you have to do is put your foot down on the clutch and the car starts itself. With the auto, auto, I'm telling you, it's the greatest. Really? It's the greatest feature. Oh, to, that's cool. To teach somebody how to drive a manual transmission, because oh, that's to try that out. That's all it takes, and you have to have the auto start stop feature on for this to work. But that's what starts the car back up. Because uh, uh, when you think about it, that's how in a manual transmission the auto start stop works. Only if you come to a stop and you put the car in neutral and take your foot off the clutch. The car then right. will turn itself off, okay? And as soon as right. you touch the clutch pedal, like literally you barely have to touch it, it starts up again as soon as you start putting uh, the clutch pedal down. And so that's the, that's the feature that if you kill the car and that feature is on, you put the clutch pedal down again, it starts itself back up because it's, you know, kind of like part of that. It's, it's genius. It's fun. It's cool. And I always say, yeah, if you're going cool. to teach somebody how to drive a manual transmission, the F56 with start-stop is a fantastic way to do it. Nice. Yeah, that's very cool. But no, I'm digging this car. And these tires. Um, and I'm still getting, figuring out the HK on this car. Sounds freaking wicked, right? It sounds amazing. But it doesn't go as loud as I hoped it would. What, what's the source? What, what are you listening to? What's the source? Uh, iPhone. Cabled in. 
through Apple Music, through you, podcasts. It just, I mean, it, it sounds clear. It sounds great. It goes loud. But I'm looking for just that little bit of extra. I don't know what it is, but the, like hmm. the HK and the Roaster, you know what the HK and the Roaster sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It'll blast, it'll blast your ears out. My and you, car, and the HK, your phone not so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, well, I, I jack in. Yeah. Uh, either way, jacked or Bluetooth. doesn't matter. I mean, it sounds great. I, I think, just uh, hoping it get a little bit louder. BMW slash Mini. I think they they concerned about yours a little bit, and I think Probably. they've always been conservative <laughs> with their volume yeah. levels. Because yeah, I've been in a ton of cars, you know, all over and everything, and even all of the minis I've ever been into. Again, I'm jacking in with, uh, you know, my aux cables and stuff. With my iPod, I can turn it up to that a right. little bit more, and it's like, okay, this is really good. This ACDC song is blasting now. But right. if you put it in without, it's like, eh, okay, well, I don't get that <laughs> that vibration through my chest. I don't get you know that really like, oh god, the ears are ringing. This is great. It's always been a little lackluster, and I've thought about doing a full on stereo in one of my cars. I'm like, eh, do I really want to? But you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's, that bad. It's just one of those things I have to get used to. Uh, and then the the only other thing that I really am going to have to do with this car is it's got to have car. I got to put CarPlay in it, and I know I have to add a thing, and I got to add a box and plug it in, do some stuff and whatever. But this car definitely, I need the screen to actually show me stuff. So yeah, I think there <laughs> are some nice. there are some aftermarket CarPlay kits that be. are that are successful. Yeah, there's a there's a couple. Our boy Phil Kitchen over in the UK, he's done one on his uh, on his R50 or R58, uh, right? It's got the screen. He did a little add-in black box thing. Right. And there's a couple of the BMW tech guys sell something. Uh, there's stuff all over eBay. There's stuff on Amazon. I could probably go to a medical stereo shop and they'll sell me something by Pioneer. Right. There's a zillion ways to do it. It's just a matter of actually figuring out which is the best, which is going to be the best way and fit in my budget. So right. um, that's a that's on my short list of things to do. Um, besides bugging Craven Speed for a Gemini phone mount. There you go. That's the only other thing. By the way, yeah, digging it so far. It's a great car. Love it. Nice. I'm gonna put in my second tank of gas. Yeah, drives nice. Uh, you know, uh, handles good. Nice, got good speed. Good speed to the corners. I forgot what it was like to be able to accelerate in a corner, because I couldn't do that with the Roadster with the automatic. Yeah, uh, was the Roadster a Cooper or Cooper S? It was a Cooper S, but it had the automatic and the throttle. The throttle lag on that car was atrocious. It was epic. yes, um, it Some was like of them ten seconds. Different, but yeah, I mean, I have a Cooper now with a an auto, which is our loaner car, which I've been driving for the last couple of days. Yeah. And it is a horrible shifting car. I mean, oh. it really is bad. Yeah. I also drove a automatic Cooper S today, R56, uh, 2013. Yeah. Much, much better. That so automatic weird. And that car was better. But again, 25,000 miles versus 150,000 miles. Uh, yeah, mine had 105. But mine never, my the throttle response on that, on my Roadster was never good. Even when I bought it at 65,000 miles, it was always, always had a little bit of delay. Always. Yeah. And it just it got worse as it got older. So I don't want to cap on the R cars. That was the old DB. We're not doing that anymore. We're moving forward. We're going forward. Right. We're, we're over the cars that leave us stranded on the side of the road and require expensive repairs. We're not talking about that anymore. Yeah. No. Anyway, so that's my car. Uh, if you guys have any questions, I mean, you guys are following. You've seen the pictures. I'm just being silly with it now. Uh, but if you have any questions, let me know. You can just ping us on wherever you see, happen to see it. But the next thing I want to talk about is because we, we're getting we're running short on time because we've got that interview we want to get to. So I don't know about you guys. My internet, and I'm sure your internet too, has just been just filled with this mini strip. You guys have seen it all over Instagram, I'm sure by now. It's all over Twitter. It's everywhere. Todd, you've seen it, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Paul Smith yeah. uh, design. 
the new Paul Smith design. This is what we want to talk about because it's been all over the freaking internet. And I don't know if you guys have clicked over to motoringfile.com or not. I'll make sure to link up the whole press release in the show notes. But it's actually really cool. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. So it's funny because DB, I remember you were like, "What's your first impression?" Well, you know, what's your impression of this? Like, I'm not sure. Because like the first it. thing I noticed was the front end, right? And the right. like Lexus. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because it's got a different grill. But one, yeah. you take into take into consideration that this is an electric. This is a mini SE, mm-hmm. so it's fully mm-hmm. electric. It doesn't really need a grill. It needs a little bit of airflow, but it, it there's no giant radiator there. So the necessity of having you know, the grill slats and something to come through, which I have to say, if you've seen, everybody's seen um, uh, a Tesla, and yeah. there's no grill on the front of that car. It's just a flat front bumper. There's literally no grill on those cars because there's no yeah. need for them, right? So I think they're going to have to start rethinking cars. But anyway, that's kind of beside the point. And, and um, this, you take that into consideration of it's not really functional, it's just filling that big void <laughs> that's there <clears throat> on the F56. So yeah, exactly because it's know. just the way the car is built. Yeah, one of the you, neat, one of the things that I really like about this is that it, in it's in its name the strip the you know mini strip. Is I like that it's basically unfinished, so there's no paint. It's got well, like a coating, a very thin coating, so that the so that the paint doesn't so that the body doesn't get rust or anything. Right. There is some. Um, you can actually see the grind marks yeah, from yeah. you know all that stuff, and then it was a there's a lot of bicycle influence in this. Trying to yeah. keep with the sustainability, right? That's why you can see so many <laughs> exposed nuts and screws and whatnot. Well, and it's funny because you, you read the the Paul Smith introduction to it, and what he did was, and he's been a mini fan, you know, since the '60s. So he basically took the mini and stripped it down to its most basic parts. Took yep. all of the tech out of it, like the most minimal amount of features to still be a drivable mini. And and I think the, the design concept was what makes a mini? Let's strip it back to its most basic parts. An engine, you know, whatever the drive function is, in this case it's not an engine, it's an electric motor. It's whatever motor, the, yeah. the drive function Pebbles. is. I don't know. The, the body, four wheels, you know, just mm-hmm. just take most of the tech out. Literally, I think the only switches in this car are for the windows and the the start stop mm-hmm. i don't think there's you know a radio or anything out they really stripped no, it back to no nothing. it's it's gotten there's i mean there's nothing in the middle of a steering wheel right uh, there's no radio in this car nothing you can this even is, see the airbag he did it intentionally like mm-hmm. and some of the materials they used were the the clear roof and the clear so you can see the the stuff in the dash and the airbag is like recycled plastic like mm-hmm. re- recycled, you know, pop bottles, if you will, yep. and um, and so they by stripping it back to its most basic, these are the elements that make a mini a mini, is how much of it could be sustainable or sustainable materials, and so then he like swapped out a lot of the stuff, the plastic on the door panels with cork, and mm-hmm. like you said, a lot uh, of, a bicycle, lot of t- yeah, bicycle tape, which is you know a recyclable material. Made yeah. of, I think, recycled pop bottles, also stuff like that. Because yeah. yeah, he's a big three D printing with the recycled plastic. And right. They're using hemp hemp rope in this. I presume it's hemp. Um, all kinds of just really crazy stuff to for sustainability and for recyclability too. They want this right. car to show. It's just like, oh look, this car's done. Let's let's take off all the parts that we can reuse on another car, and then the rest is ready to recycle. Which I think is a fantastic. 
like from the standpoint of design and engineering, if you will, is basically looking at a car and going, well, just because this is the way we've always done it doesn't mean it's the way we have to keep doing it. So that's why you strip it back to nothing. And you don't necessarily, you're not rebuilding the idea of a car from the ground up because it still has to have wheels and tires and you're still using the same rubber. You know, you're not trying to reinvent those things, but you're trying to rethink, okay, how do we redesign the car understanding there needs to be safety features. There's still a airbag in here and you know, the brakes are the same, but the other stuff rethinking just because we've made this out of plastic for the last you know, 75 years, whatever right. it's been, and you know, what else can we make this out of? How do we make this more sustainable, more uh, environmentally friendly and reusable and recyclable? All of those things. Exactly. And it's an yeah. interesting concept. They didn't even put any paint on this car. Nope. Just something to, just to keep it from, you know, rusting out. Yeah. And exposed, I mean, the, the fender arches have exposed screws on them so you can kind of see that as like <laughs> this is really cool here's what yeah, it's just, yeah just in general this is just really this is a very unique concept i think uh, yeah. i like the way i like the way it came together and i really appreciate all the things that they did yeah yeah so it's a, it's an interesting discussion basically stripping a car back and that's what they call it the mini strip is they mm-hmm. really stripped it to its most basic options and there's a little bit of paul smith touch on the inside like the doors have his his signature stripe just a little bit on the doors and there's some blue but other than that it kind of basically and i think the reason there is no excess color or any of this in your face is because we want you to see the very core the bones it's like looking at a skeleton if you will Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) right it's like yeah here's the building blocks of what a mini is yeah exactly let's let's think about this everybody it's kind of a just an aha moment for people or uh, as a design kind of exercise if you will so exactly and you know and gabe posted um posted also on modern file this one will also be linked up in the show notes um that the next mini will be heavily influenced by the mini strip. So that's a very interesting story. We're not going to get into this now. We're going to wait for Gabe to come back. We're going to talk way more about this. You know we will. Um, but just go and click through and kind of read through, see what he thinks about it, what, how, you know, find out what we're going to hear about um, and what we're going to possibly see in the future minis. Yeah, I think it's fascinating too because in replacement of the, and when you see one of the pictures on there, it's, it's the center infotainment. Like yeah. the screen that's normally there is really yeah. just a placeholder for your cell phone, for your mobile phone, because right. most of what we all do is on our mobile phone. So yeah. it's like, why do we need all this extra crap in the car right. that only works most of the time? <laughs> no offense. Like yeah. I've had, I've I, had the. I for one personally am looking forward to the day when I can have a cork dashboard. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, or and something they, similar. You know, right? they did that similar to uh, the i3 when it came out because yep. it was yep. made of a lot of recyclable materials and they used some uh, some very dense cork in that car. So mm-hmm. it's a common theme, which is it's really cool. I mean, it's a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, it's a great idea, too. More, you know, whenever we can use more things like cork or bamboo or sardines is always great, you know, because it's real things that grow really fast. Well, and how much of life and technology and everything – are we so overblown with it's got features upon features upon features? And we're all like, who cares? I don't use 
75% of these features. Why don't you just give me yeah, but, what I want and what's going to use? Well, that's us, right? When right. We are, and, and by design, we're a very unique group, and we don't use all those features. Like the new Lincoln whatever Matthew McConaughey vehicle that he's hawking for Ford. None of us would drive that car. Yeah, I don't need right? my, It's just I, like, oh, my God. No, it's just... <laughs> For for many reasons, um, of number one, of course, being that it just feels terribly wasteful to have a vehicle like a big Lincoln SUV. Yeah, oh, right? we're gonna put a we're gonna put a bidet in your car. <laughs> I mean, come <laughs> right. on, right? It's like really? Do I need a bidet in my car? Yeah, no. I don't. I don't think I do. No, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I you know, and and this was my struggle when I went to go. When I had to get rid of the Roadster, I was like, well, I need another car. I don't want to necessarily get another Mini. I didn't want to be let down again. But there's nothing out there that I wanted that fit where the Mini fits. Does that make sense? Oh, no. I'm right, th- I'm right there with you because we have the, the money to buy anything, order anything out there. And we chose right. to stay with Minis. Because one, it's part of the driving. And you've, DB, you've had the car for like a week or two now. You yeah. know this is a better driving experience than just about anything else on the road that's in an affordable price range. I'm sure yeah. a Ferrari drives like a mofo when <laughs> you yeah, would enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But, but, no, yeah, but neither of us can afford that. Good, it wouldn't be a good commuter car. For, no. for a car that drives back and forth to work, there's a ton of them out there. But do any of them have almost 200 horsepower, the manual transmission? Right. No. No. None of them. Right. None of them do. So just like, no, I don't want it. So I just stuck with a Mini. Anyway, and that's why. Because uh, I don't like those other cars. And then, Todd, you mentioned something. You had something, uh, some HK news? Yes. So uh, I I learned this. You all know from our last show that I've got a couple of new JCWs on order. One's a JCW Countryman. And I was inquiring at my dealer. I said, is there any updates? And they said, yeah, um, your production has been slotted now. So I now at least have a a production slot. And it basically was slotted for September, the ninth month production. And now it got bumped to the 10th month, which is October. But here's the good news. Is that I've heard that starting in October, and this is rumor right now, but I'm pretty hopeful for this. Starting in October, they're going to add HK back to JCWs. Because they're kind of the highest end, you know, big profit yeah, margin. Yeah, yeah. It's the flagship of the brand. They're going to sure. start adding HK back in the 10th month nice. this year in October. So fingers crossed I get HK in the Countryman. And I don't know if I'll even know that until the car gets here. But we should <laughs> we should hear that because it's going to piss some people off. Because they're like, well, well, I'm getting shut out of the HK even though I'm just getting a Cooper S with... With Iconic Pack, I'm spending, you know, still $40,000 yeah. on a car, and I'm not going to be able to get... Well, that's just the way it is. I mean, you kind of go from the most expensive ones down, and kind of the flagship of the brand. So you got to admit, you understand why they're choosing the JCWs first. So yeah, it's crazy. We'll see, but that's what I hear. So you heard it here first on White Roof Radio, that uh, what I hear is HK's coming back to the JCW starting October production, maybe a little bit sooner, late late September, but definitely by October. So the the fourth quarter this year, things are going to start to get back to normal in mini production. Got it. All right. Very, very cool. How about we jump into that interview with Pat McKenna? Let's see. We are here with uh, Pat McKenna at Minis on Top 2021. And, uh, wow, what an amazing event it's been today. There's, uh, there's so many cars here. Um, and, and, you know, coming out of a pandemic, 
we might have figured that uh, that the numbers might have been down, but that doesn't seem to be the case. So uh, lots of cars here. Great time. Uh, you've been to Minis on Top before. How many does this make for you? I think this is number four. So the, uh, if I go way back, I came in 2012, and I brought a camouflaged uh, R58 coupe, and I had to go to TJ Maxx and buy a set of black bed sheets because the agreement that I had to make was no one could see the interior. So the windows were blacked out, but then even if the door was open, no one could see the interior. So I, I covered the entire interior with these black TJ Maxx sheets uh, and came up here and um, really had an amazing time. And I think we even raffled off the ability to drive to the top of the mountain in the brand new prototype pre-production R58 coupe. Um, and unfortunately on that same trip, I really had a terrible speeding violation. So I didn't come back to the state of New Hampshire or Minis on Top for years. Um, but I did come back last year. So last year the event happened in August. It was during COVID obviously. And everyone was wearing masks. It was really kind of a beautiful thing that everyone was so observant of the rules. They had about 90 cars and it's great to be back now in the traditional weekend, Father's Day weekend for the event. And I believe there were 120 cars. So significantly up. The other interesting thing is sometimes this event has a lot of French Canadians that come down. We're very close to the Canadian border. Um, but because the border is, I think, still essentially closed or there's quarantine measures in place that are really tough, uh, you don't have that kind of French-Canadian connection. But that was another cool thing about this event is you would see clusters of people speaking French, you know, and uh, that's not what you typically see at a mini-event. So it's, a, it's, it's truly one of my favorite events. And climbing Mount Washington in a mini with other minis is about as good as it gets. And you, you drove up here in, uh, in what car and why did you choose that car? So my daily driver, uh, for quite a while now, my car is about two years old, which is, doesn't seem, doesn't seem like that's a big deal, but for, for people who work at mini, that's an eternity. Um, so it's a JCW, uh, first edition, so it's one of the first cars we did, and it's kind of an homage to the GP2. So it's in that kind of same uh, paint scheme and everything. It's a fantastic car, um, and it's my daily driver. Um, I was hoping to come here in a zesty yellow convertible, but through some kind of miscommunication, uh, that car vanished and went to uh, a social media influencer. So. Evidently, I don't have rank within, yeah, so evidently I don't have rank within, within Mini USA, um, but I love my car. Uh, and just coming back to why am I in a car for two years, so Minis are in an extremely short supply. Um, so there's a lot of pent-up demand coming out of the pandemic. And we're running approximately about a 15-day supply. So day supply is, you know, how many 
how many uh, days of supply is on hand. Typically, in a, give, a typical year, it could be anywhere from 100 to 120 days. We're at 15. So there's uh, a 61% turn rate, which means the dealer turning over the inventory constantly. Um, we had some dealers here today that are local here in New England. Between two dealers, they only have 26 cars. So it's just very, and this is very typical right now in the car industry, um, but it's, uh, what it does mean is also uh, many customers are custom ordering their cars at a percentage that's equivalent to where we were 20 years ago when we launched the brand. So we're in short supply. Short supply leads to people custom ordering their minis. And, um, you know, that's a great thing because I think that means people are getting exactly what they want. So I think that's the, that's the silver lining in all of this. I actually did that myself. It's a, it's a great feeling to, to order that car on the website and watch it get made and find out when it's, when it's leaving on a boat. Um, so you said you've been to Minis on Top a few times. What is your favorite part about this event? You know, I think, uh, and I said this earlier today, it truly, I think the owner community for Mini is truly special. I think they are without ego. It's like everyone gets along. Uh, we have a saying lately, we're all different, but we're better together. I think this idea of people getting along is, it seems basic, but in this time we're living in, people, get, people getting along is actually a pretty remarkable thing. Um, and the other thing I love about this event is literally climbing Mount Washington. It's just this spectacular, you, you climb, you start at the bottom in the 70 degree range, give or take, and by the time you get to the top, you feel like you're in a lunar landscape. It's 40 degrees. Uh, it, the wind is just like, you know, I'm, I'm not a skinny guy, and the wind could really, I felt like it was going to blow me away. Um, so it's, it's just a very special event for a lot of different reasons. Um, but more than anything else, it's, it's, this, it's this amazing community we have. Um, so tell us about Mini Together. It's coming up July 24th. And uh, what's that about and how did the idea start? So for, for planning Mini Takes Estates, uh, we made the painstaking decisions multiple times to postpone. And uh, it was, it's always difficult because you know people are planning their vacations around this. They're, they're really counting on it for their their happiness factor. Um, so every time we have to postpone it, it's always challenging. And we asked ourselves, what could we do that creates a rally that is somewhat virtual in the sense of people are rallying together, but they don't have to physically be together. Um, so the idea, so it's on July 24th, by the way, it's about at 60% capacity. It's meant to happen all over the United States. And the, the rally, what makes it virtual is it's a uh, scavenger hunt. So you basically use an app and you go through a scavenger hunt and it's like find interesting things near where you're rallying. And then we'll do kind of a virtual recap for, again, the whole country to come together. Um, and I think it's for us, it's just us testing the waters for 
can we make rallying something that is coast to coast and with technology kind of where it is, can we bring the whole community together when we're not in the same physical space? Yeah, that, that's a great idea, actually. Uh, you know, this, this whole pandemic thing has changed how we look at, at, uh, at events everywhere. Speaking of that, what is the mini team looking forward to most? So I would say most notably, Mini Takes the States, July of next year. So what's really wild to think about is July 22, we were supposed to be in 20. We were looking at 21. So we, we actually are now fully postponed for two years. So in a way, we're right back on schedule with our cadence of every two years. Um, and we're looking forward to it. It's Burlington, Vermont to uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. And I think this is a truly beauty, uh, beauty beautiful part of the country uh, that we're going to be in. And um, I think this is also a, one of the things we do when we plan Mini Takes the States is what's a part of the country that we have not been in um, in some time. And that's definitely the Northeast. So I think from that perspective, it's been years since we've been in this like corridor of the United States. There's some people in California that would like to see it in California, but I think we have to, it's a big country. We have to, we have to share the love. Yeah, of course. And certainly. And, and, uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you about was electrification. It's, it's really kind of changing the, the whole landscape of the automotive uh, industry. And uh, I heard that the Mini Cooper SE sold quite, uh, quite a lot of pre-orders in Europe. Um, and how has the SE been received in the U.S.? So we're, we're thrilled with it. So we're coming, actually, it's hard to believe, but we're coming into our third model year. And one thing I'm especially proud of is we've been able to really hold the line on the pricing. So even though we've gone through three model years, we're still at a starting price of 29900 And when you factor in that these cars are eligible for a federal tax credit, uh, state and local tax credits, sometimes there's even utility credits on top. When you factor in fuel savings of between 4000 and 4500 over five years, even compared to a Cooper S, so not even compared to a larger car, it's pretty remarkable. And we're thrilled with the success also because we instituted a pre-order system. We wanted to make sure that the cars actually got to uh, the actual customers. You know, a typical way of allocating a car is just to look at really the data to say, okay, you know, what is the sales volume for a typical dealership? And that's typically the way cars uh, get allocated. In this case, we used a pre-order system. So it literally would send the car to where the, where the customer was raising their hand saying, I'm ready. Uh, so, and we were sold out for all of last year. The other remarkable thing, and this is more on the business side of it, but one of the things that we had to do in order to have that super attractive uh, price, it is the lowest priced EV in the United States market. We even priced slightly below the Nissan Leaf. One of the ways that we achieved that was we said, we're not going to do sales incentives, which for a lot of the other car companies, 
they are heavily incentivizing their EVs, you know, they have a very low lease price. Our feeling was, let's make it an attractive MSRP. Let's make people aware that they have access to these tax credits. And really, let's, let's you know, sell it uh, from that perspective. And so to be sold out after essentially a year and a half, we are ramping up volume now. So we're increasing our volumes now. But essentially, the car is sold out in every market in the world. And like we're even looking at adding production capacity for the car. So again, it's, it's great to see because um, you never quite know what the success of the car is going to be until you get it into the real world. So we've been thrilled with the, the response to it. So uh, what do you see as the biggest challenge uh, for Mini in 2021? In 2021, I would say the biggest challenge is, I would have to say the semiconductor chip shortage, which thankfully is not at a point where we actually have to shut down the plant. Like fortunately, we're able to keep up with production but it's a real challenge because there are some features that customers love that we have to build a car without simply because of the semiconductor uh, chip shortage. And that's something that is not unique to many. It really is. It's plaguing the whole automotive industry. It's plaguing some related industries. Like, like for example, in my company, there's a four-month back order on laptops. I know there's... You know, depending on how sophisticated your uh, dishwashers and microwaves are, like these chips are in, in a lot of household items. Um, so that's presenting a challenge just because we don't ever want to be in a situation where we're disappointing a customer with uh, not having a feature. Uh, but we want to make sure that we're keeping the plant running because what we are seeing, you see this with other competitors, and I won't name them specifically, but if you just look through the headlines, you'll see that a plant is completely idle. There are no more, I will give the example, Corvettes. There's no Ford Broncos. There's no certain cars are just, uh, they have to completely shut down the plant because the chips are in such uh, critical elements of those vehicles that they literally cannot produce the car without them. So far, knock on wood, I'm knocking, and you can attest to this, I'm knocking on wood. We've been very fortunate. It is week to week that we're planning this. So far, we've been very lucky that we haven't had to, to do that as much as some of the other car companies. The other thing that's at play here in 2021 is there's a lot of pent-up demand. I think because people were on lockdown and working from home, people really want to get out there and get on the road and get a new mini. Um, so again, that's what's, you know, we're, we're in a short supply situation. That's our biggest challenge this year. And I will say, I, I would rather be in this situation, you know, this, I'd rather be in too few than, than not, sure. but it's still, it's, you know, uh, in an ideal world, we would uh, we would be able to crank out a few more minis 
and uh, and not have this uh, semiconductor chip shortage. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure that's a problem, not just for you, but for a lot of uh, folks in the industry. So switching gears to some fun stuff here. Mini ran a social media campaign. I wanted to ask you about this. That was aimed at couples who met through their mutual interest in Mini. And what was the inspiration for that campaign? Was it maybe people in the company who met uh, through their Minis, or was it people you met uh, outside of the company? You know, I think fundamentally... I think we think of ourselves as uh, lovers, not haters. You know, uh, there's a lot of different ways we can say that. And as I mentioned before, we're all different, but we're better together. It's always great to see the diversity within within the mini family. There's a lot of different walks of life, and everyone really peacefully coexists. And then. In extreme situations, you really find people who came together literally through the brand. And that's why it's not uncommon to have marriages on Mini Takes Estates or even multiple marriages on Mini Takes Estates. Like where I think when we were in Las Vegas, we had even concurrent weddings. Um, yeah, yeah, with Elvis. Um, but it's it's just really... Great. And I think that was, you know, we find that very inspiring. So, you know, sometimes we think about things like, okay, we see great uh, stories, even in our own experience with, you know, with different rallies and things like that. And with many takes the states. Um, and we know that many in, in a lot of cases literally brought these people together. So I think the idea was, let's just put some feelers out and say, you know, how many, how many of these stories don't we know about? And it's just great to be in a position where as a brand, we can look for more stories like this, tell stories like this, because let's face it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad news out there to focus on what brings us together to focus on love, not hate, you know, it's, yeah. So it's, and and we just want to you know we want to keep this going. Yeah, that resonated with me. My wife and I both have minis, and and uh, I love that campaign. That was great. What question do you get asked most by mini owners, and what's the answer to that? Well, at an event like this, the most common question is always, you know, when are you going to build a smaller mini? So I think um, I would say I would say in the general market, it's usually. Um, you know, and if you look at the data, it's when are we going to build a bigger mini? Because that's what the that's what the the general market wants. You know, I think for the enthusiast audience, they're looking for something. Excuse me, that's uh, similar to the first gen mini. Um, and when you think about the way we classify the sizes of our platforms, so the hard top today is UKL one. You know, the original R53, R50, R53 were UKL0. It was a smaller car. And I've said this before, but one of the challenges is the safety regulations. You have to build in safety regulations because this truly is a global car. So you have to build it for Europe, Asia, the United States, California. Yeah. So that's what. You know, you have to you have to build it in so that it's accommodating all of these different safety regulations around the world. But one of the things that we are 
one of the things I'm encouraged by is as we look at electric in the future, an electric platform does have the ability where you can really push the wheels to the corners uh, even more so because because of the way the skateboard uh, kind of chassis works or platform works. Uh, so I would say our goal is to you know is to make uh, the UCAL one cars a little smaller, but with the caveat, we do still have these safety regulations at play. I mean, one thing I'm really excited about moving forward is we have a lot. We're start. We're really deep working on the next generation of cars. Uh, I'm actually heading over to Europe in about a month from now to see them. I haven't been able to go to Europe obviously in a year and a half. And I'm super excited because I think our design colleagues are going to share a lot of what they've been working on. And I think the key theme for the, uh, for the foreseeable future is just building in choice, choice between internal combustion engines and electric. Uh, and then eventually when we get into I would say the early 2030s, the idea is that we really gravitate towards electric. And there's a simple reason for that. You know, our products, like all the products going back to the beginning, they typically have about a seven-year life cycle. Sometimes they're a little bit longer and extended, but they tend to be a seven-year life cycle. So as we look to the future, we see one more full generation of internal combustion engines and we're just going to keep watching to see what's the migration patterns of, you know, what's the tipping point going to a electric. I personally think uh, Europe will definitely pivot uh, the fastest and then Asia and probably then the U.S. And the reason I say that is I do think uh, looking at it objectively, the United States still has relatively low gas prices. People who live here may not realize that, but the fuel prices and fuel supply in the United States is very good. And, and I, think, I think affordable gas is here for a long time. And that, I think, will also have an impact on the market. But I even, this might surprise you to make a, a Ford F-150 pickup truck reference as a guy who works for Mini, but seeing 100,000 people put down payments on a Ford F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck is pretty interesting because people might not realize that that is the best-selling vehicle in the United States and has been for decades. So when you see 100,000 people saying they want an electric version of that pure American vehicle, it's a sign. And it's, uh, now we'll have to just keep monitoring it. The other thing that I really love about our success on our mini electric is that it feels like a mini. Some people would even say it drives more like a mini than any other mini because it's got a lower center of gravity. It's got that instant torque and it really, it really performs even significantly better than what you see on the specifications written down because there's, it's hard to quantify that feeling you get in your butt, you know, like from, from just that instant torque. Um, so I find that extremely encouraging. 
and that the, we're, we're winning comparison tests where we don't have the, the highest range compared to some competitors. But because this car is so fun to drive, we get the high marks and we get the thumbs up and saying this is the best small EV in the market. So I would encourage everyone to really, you know, even if you're not interested, go test drive one just to see what it's like because it's, it's pretty remarkable. And 80% of our mini customers, uh, it's the second, third, or fourth car in the household. So it doesn't have to have five miles, 500 miles of range. It doesn't have to have a third row seat. You know, it's, it, can, it can handle most daily commutes, and it's just loads of fun to drive. So, Well, I, I know your time is valuable, and I, I can't thank you enough for spending this much time with us um, you know, you're here to have fun and I feel like we made you work, but it's, it, I'm really grateful for your time and, uh, appreciate it. Well, as I say, I'm one of those guys who loves to hear myself talk. So, uh, so this is pure, pure enjoyment, but I just want to say hello to the whole mini community and I just hope everyone's getting out there and rallying and please join us for mini together on July 24th. So let's motor. So what I want to do is I want to direct everybody quickly over to motoringbadges.com. Motoringbadges.com. Did I mention motoringbadges.com? That's where you go to make your mini less boring, right? Yes. We were just talking about the boring looking mini. They should have punched up motoring. Could have punched up motoringstripes.com. Todd would have totally hooked them up with like some cool stripes or something. Make really kind of jazz that mini up a little bit. You can do that too. Go over there and just start clicking around. The thing that you're going to actually want is you're going to go to the new products page. And once you get there, the very first thing you're going to see is a little round mini emblem decal because the mini emblem decals on your R cars have worn away. They're no longer – you can't say the word mini anymore on the front and the back. Go look. You'll notice it's gone. Todd's going to sell you one of those like six bucks. Big deal. Buy two. They're small. Yeah, if you click through the pictures, right? there's actually a picture of a mini missing it. It's like this is yeah. – the third picture is this is what your car could look like. Exactly. You don't want that. That's not cool. I mean, we've all had that car. It's like, oh, that's, yeah, that's ugly. I didn't like that. Time sells you a little sticker, put it right back on. It makes it look really cool again. Get it. It's $6. Big and, deal. And you can customize it with your name. You can customize yeah, it with your see. name. You can say it. You can call your mini Ralph now. See? see? Well, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. You could, you though. Can. You can. It's a concept. You could. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can also go over and get the uh, the bumper ships. Yes. All the bumper ships. Todd makes and sells all the bumper ships. You want all As those. does Chad. Your bumper. As does Chad. So go to Detroit Tune. Uh, Chad also. sells bumper strips too. Yeah. So you can go to DetroitTune.com and get those as well. Don't yep. forget. And then plus all the badges and things, right? You know when 2022 uh, MTTS or 20, yeah, 2022 MTTS, you know Todd's going to have the badge, right? I'm just oh, saying. yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, custom cloth masks, all kinds of crap. Just go over there, check it out. Motoringstripes.com. Do not forget. That's where you want to get all your stuff, especially. And um, remember, the one thing that you were going to definitely want if you live west of the Rockies is the White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit. Just shoot Todd a message, and he'll sell you one for hundred bucks, and you put it on. You make sure air conditioning work again. Motoringstripes.com. Go now. Blank is boring. Uh, let's see. All right, before we finish up here, I have one more thing. I just wanted to. Uh, we're going to do this more, and I just wanted to kind of start things off on a different foot with you guys, and, and that is White Roof Radio needs your help. So I don't want – we don't need money help maybe later. Right now, we need to figure out what happened between 2007 
and now. Back in 2007, you guys were talking us up. You shared us at all your uh, Mini Cooper meets or any runs or club events or, or, or. And then all of a sudden, that just stopped. Uh, there's been no feedback. Um, you kept no, listening. You kept listening, by the way. You're, you're but, listening. You yeah. guys are listening to, listen to crap out of these shows, which is awesome. Uh, I go back to the stats and I see – you know, 1,000, 1,200, 1,700, 2,000, 3,000 listens on these shows. This is amazing. But you're not saying anything about it. Right? And I don't know. There's like been 30 of you that listen to the DonBurnside.com podcast. And those 30 of you know that if nothing else, podcasters are attention-seeking divas. <laughs> Present company excluded. Todd included, Gabe included, <laughs> Chad, well, maybe not Chad. We're all included in this, right? Anyway, we want to know what's going on. We want to know what we need to do to get back into your good graces. We want you guys to be able to talk about us again. And we don't know why, if you're not, why not? And what can we do to change that? Seems pretty simple. Um, bring us up at the next Mini Cooper run that you go to. That you're talking to people, to dealers, like, oh, hey, did you guys hear White Roof Radio? They're being real pain in the ass about you know us not, not helping them anymore whatever <laughs> i don't care good or bad indifferent right email us feedback wirefreighter.com ping us on twitter ping us on instagram tell us why you are not helping us out anymore in this manner or that's all or just or start telling people about it just like just yeah. go out there and, and uh say hey you guys should really listen to the show if you like minis you'll probably like this show go give them a listen Exactly. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. However you yes. choose to get your podcasts, we are everywhere. Yes. yes. If you've got people that have never listened to a podcast before, just put it in whatever podcast app is on their phone. If they have a smart speaker, just go, hey, Dingus, play the latest episode of White Roof Radio. All smart speakers will do that. I can say Alexa because I don't have it. So if you have that, just say, hey, Alexa, uh, play the latest episode of White Roof Radio, and it will. Or if you yes. have the Apple version of that. The home If you have the Google thing, it doesn't matter. Right. Just uh, any of those, you just say play White Refredo and it'll play. It's magic. It's awesome. It's cool. It works really well. It's really cool. It'll play everywhere. Right. Um, so don't let that be what's holding you back from, you know, or maybe this is like your, uh, uh, this is, this is your guilty pleasure and you don't want to share with anybody <laughs> or whatever. And that's fine. Right. But there's like 500 of you. Like the hardcore people, the ones that have been with us forever, maybe 600, maybe 1,000, the ones that have been there forever, right? We just want a little bit of help. Start talking about us again. Simple. Piece of cake, right? Maybe share. You hear a good link. You hear a good show. Maybe share on Facebook or share on uh, Twitter or share wherever. Be kind of cool. And we're going to start a contest also to help kind of sweeten the deal a little bit. Um, I'm looking for shares. I'm looking for shares specifically where you guys tag White Roof Radio or use the hashtag White Roof Radio. Don't, and if you spam it, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> and you know what would be cool? I love seeing when people are listening to the show, like the pictures of their car dash. Um, love that. With the mini love system, that. whichever version it is, and the, and the White Roof Radio logo. And they're like, hey, this is what I'm doing while I'm driving. That is so awesome. Share yeah. that on Instagram. Tag us. Share yeah. it on Twitter. Whatever. Yeah. Share it on the, what, the face thing. On the face the, on the face thing. Yeah, this is what I want to say. I want to see White Roof Radio in your, in your feed somehow, yeah. some way. Like the way Cal Todd said, I want to see it on your screen. I want to see it on your phone. I want to get your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever, to snap a picture of you listening to White Roof Radio on your iPhone, Android phone, whatever. Show me White Roof Radio logo on something. I want to see your dog with headphones on. How's that? That would be cool. Uh, that would be, be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> Anything. Tag it White Roof Radio. Uh, winner's going to get a sticker pack. I'm just saying. Make it happen. 
right? We'll talk about it in the next show. Thank you very much. There we go. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, thanks for the interview. I, I'm sure it was great. <laughs> I'm saying this. I haven't actually. Gabe literally dropped this on our lap. Yep. He said, I'm being a jerk, and here's the interview. Oh, and it's the, We haven't had a chance to listen to it before the show. I so know. The magic of it. editing here is this is what post-production looks like, and we're like, uh, yes, great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I'm not even going pr- to pretend anymore. Just like, well, I, I'm pretty sure that was a great interview. Yeah. So I'm going to go listen to it as soon as we're done here tonight. <laughs> cool. Anybody have anything else to add? Oh, no. <clears throat> More tattoos and piercings. Well, <laughs> besides, yeah, besides that part. Chad, Chad, oh, okay. Chad's Sorry. been drinking. Wrong, it's, wrong show. It's late in Detroit. <laughs> late in Detroit. Chad's actually... Chad's been tapping into the stuff. It's time to cut Chad off. It's like I'm I'm making the I'm making the the throat cut and the 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 symbol here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I uh, I've had some people contact us and I they've like, hey, maybe it's time to you know pass the torch and stuff like that. Uh, Again, I I, you know convey exact same thing that Don is saying. You know, like. Let us know what's going on because I enjoy the show. I enjoy hanging out with these guys. What do you want to hear us talk about too? Like if that's what the do you case want to too, because I mean, if it's the weather, I mean, I'm, I got lots of weather stories. <laughs> There's a tree down down the street. You want to know so, about it? I got it. We could do a whole so show on our... gin. We could do a whole show on gin. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we totally could do an entire. We could do a, a whole series of shows on gin. Right. But we're working on audio quality, so we knew last week's show you might have had some issues listening to it in your car. We're working on that. Um, you know, all these little things that might keep you from going. Well, if it's just a little bit better, or if it's just a little bit more, blah, 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 or whatever, whatever right. it is, tell us our feelings. Let us know. Can't be hurt. You <sighs> cannot hurt our feelings. I swear, just like Chad said. Thick and skin. if it hurts my feelings, if it hurts my feelings, I'm just gonna punch. Chad Todd anyway or Gabe I'm gonna call Gabe a jerk I'm gonna blame Gabe if you guys give us bad feedback I'm blaming Gabe no for real so if you guys give us bad feedback we will take it to heart and we will act yeah. on your bad feedback we need feedback we need to know why we need to know what it is going to take to get back into your good graces again other than making our show on a regular basis DB if you need to come punch me I'll, I'll put you up for the night <laughs> thanks okay cool. free room and board dude it's cool but see, nice. Chad, I, I, have a, I have a trick. You just give give DB like about three shots of tequila first, and then when he punches <laughs> you, you won't even feel it. You won't even yeah. feel it. It's okay. Well, because I'll be, because I'll be. Wait, why am I here? Right, right. Yeah. Speaking my, my of three shots from across of... the street, will run over and be like, "What'd you do, man?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, guys, for listening again. We do appreciate it. Uh, but that's it, Chad. Do you have anything else, Chad? Thanks for joining us again. Detroit Tune, DetroitTune dot com. Don't forget about Always. those guys. Motoringstripes.com from Chad, from Todd. Thank you very much, sir. Yes. Send in some Ask Chad questions. We'd love to get in depth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be awesome, too. Exactly. Whatever it takes. Just, you know, 212, 222, whatever it takes. You know? <laughs> Sorry. That's my oh, my really gosh. Everybody try. under the age I of 40 is Mr. like, what the are you talking about? <laughs> I'm laughing. I, I thought, Everybody you know, over 40 is laughing. If, if you're listening... And you know what I'm talking about. I want to see a screenshot. I want to see it sent to us at White Roof Radio on the Twitter or the Instagram. Tag us on Twitter or Instagram with a screenshot of what I just talked about, and I will send you stickers. 220, 221. To really, we crack ourselves up, so hopefully we're cracking you guys up. I know. I want but... to see. I want, don't, and don't do it on Facebook because I'm not going to see it. You got to tag us on uh, Instagram. Get got to tag us on Facebook, on Twitter, sorry, and I will make sure that you get stickers. Yeah. Done. Done. I just sent stickers to Ireland. I'm a sticker sending fool right now. Who needs stickers? Come on. Get back to me. Yes. But we're done. 
This is uh, the part of the show where I do all the things. Ready? This is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next time, gang. Next time, guys. This is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. 